0: You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And me, Ian Morris. And if you're one of our Patreon supporters, this is your extended ad-free version of the show. And thank you to patrons including Brian Creevey, Justin Dietrich, I'm sorry, I've probably butchered your name, uh, Gavin Driver, Alistair Mitchell, and Raphael, many more, who are supporting us directly. You can join them, get access to our full-length ad-free show, listen to us record live get our weekly sister show extra message much much more by going to patreon.com forward slash uk tech ian before we started recording the show today i think yes. we had one of our most insightful conversations ever which spanned everything from should a robot check your prostate to <laughs> what is the current ethical status of a head transplant through to um figuring out whether or
1: not we can mix the show and its music live, which it turns yes, out and we can. Seems like it's going very well. I did wonder, what happens if we make a mistake when there's a bed? Is it is it going to be impossible to correct? Um, well, unlike the aforementioned head transplants,
0: it shouldn't be too much of an issue to fix it if it goes wrong. Um, I will simply redub my lines. So anyone listening to this, unless you're a patron listening to our um, our raw live recording, then uh, you probably won't notice any of the glaring errors that result from me using our patrons as a, a, well, bit, a bit of a guinea uh, but,
1: pig. But I also think it's quite good because there's a, there's something about doing it um, as as the finished production sounds that makes it feel more like a product a radio production, which means that you you're focused a bit more and you're thinking I must not mess this up.
0: I am. I mean, I permanent. I don't know about you, mate, but I, I'm permanently thinking. I must not mess up the podcast. And yet, um, and yet we do so frequently. You do indeed. Yes. <laughs> Uh, a big pardon? <clears throat> Shall we do some news? <laughs> yes. Okay. My old employer, Wired, had a brilliant story this week that explained that the government is secretly trialling a system to log and store the web browsing of every single person in the country. Wired wrote that for the last two years, police and internet uh, companies across the UK have been using a tool that's been legal under the Investigatory Powers Act, or the Snoopers Charter, of course, uh, as we all tend to call it, since that was introduced in 2016, so fi- five years years ago it involves Wide says the creation of internet connection records which contain the metadata about the sites you visit when you visit them, how long you visited them for, and and so forth. So, for, for instance, this is my hypothesis, my, my example, not wide's. So, for instance, the system might log that at, say, 11.50pm on a given Wednesday, you visited, uh, Ian, you visited Pornhub.com <clears throat> and actively <throat> browsed it for 27 minutes, then went to Tinder.com for three minutes, followed by a website for a sexual health clinic, and
1: finally went to Gmail. So now, it's so nice of you to include me in this uh, theoretical voyage of internet usage. i just like to
0: use believable examples. <laughs> anyway, it wouldn't log the individual videos that this pretend person was watching on, uh, on Pornhub, for example, but it wouldn't take a genius in that scenario to figure out from a log file held by an ISP what you were up to, and perhaps maybe what your health concerns were. They're not things that you necessarily want to be uh, having shared or or logged, whether or not um, it's for anything illegal or legal. Now, Wired has a lot more detail in its story, and I do encourage everyone to read it. There's a link in this episode's description uh, or at uktechshow.com uh, for this episode. But here are some of the other important details. The tests are being run by two unnamed internet service providers, the Home Office and the National Crime Agency. Wired wrote that the specific nature of the trial is a closely guarded secret. It's unclear what data is being collected, which companies are involved and how the information is being used. The Home Office refused to provide details to Wired of the trial, saying though it was just small scale and is being conducted to determine what data might be acquired and how useful it is. Data can only be stored if it's necessary and proportionate to do so. And those ICRs, those records, were introduced to help fight fight serious crime. The Home Office said. So this uh-huh. is so this is something that that has been going on for a while. We don't know which ISP is doing it. It. I think it's generally in these instances, it's safe to assume it's one of the big ones. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I could I
1: could hazard a guess at which two.
0: You probably could, but uh. since we don't know I don't want to name that yeah. but, no, but no, 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 generally things like this tend to involve the the, the, the bigger ones um, because they need the data they need to see how this sort of things work works at scale um, and ISPs in general have never really been in favor of having to store the records of every activity that users go on uh, make on their networks because it's it's so incredibly uh uh, data intensive, you know, to 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 log all that stuff. Um, so they've never really wanted to do it. And if they were forced to do it, then obviously money would have to. I mean, probably tens, if not hundreds, of millions of pounds would have to go into bankrolling these efforts on behalf of the ISPs if they had to do it. Um, yeah. Which inevitably, since it would probably put many of those companies out of business to do so, would be passed along to us either in the form of higher bills or uh, or higher taxes, either way, it sounds
1: like a really terrible idea, Ian, do you have any thoughts at this juncture? I'm absolutely livid by the very nature no the very notion of the idea um it just doesn't feel like there's any justification for this whatsoever. Uh, I think you know surveillance of this nature should be managed in the way that it always has been traditionally, in that if you believe someone's up to something, you get a warrant um it's like a wiretap isn't it? you know you would you would go to the um, the court and say I would like um, to survey what this person does online for a period a fixed period of time I've I've got this suspicion here is my evidence that backs this up um, you know and then and then they would get the approval to do that and I think I think that should be done uh, with the ISPs and I, you know I, I also feel like it should be something where it's a it's a physical thing so you, it, imagine like a wiretap where you're like you know physically taking a a call and monitoring it i think there should be a, a you know a specific piece of hardware that does this so that it's known what's going on and that it can't just be something that can be applied willy-nilly across anyone i, I just think it's an absolute disgrace and it and it makes me far more likely to look into solutions to employ uh you know uh, a vpn on my home network which is something i haven't really enjoyed doing because it does have issues with latency and such but i mean there will be ways, I'm sure, to use a VPN selectively. So, web traffic, for example, could all go over a VPN, while gaming and stuff like that could be done um, on the on the connection itself. But I, it's just these things always trigger me to start thinking about how I can get around it. I've got I've got nothing to hide. I just don't believe that I should be forced to, you know, have my data checked into in this way. I, I find it offensive. One of the ways that people get concerned.
0: Um over things like this is is the method with which whether it's an isp whether it's a government whether it's a man in the middle attack uh is how they determine the nature of your activity and on the web even if you are encrypting the content of your uh of your traffic it's still possible because of dns um for an isp to see the websites that you go to for example if you type in a web address, that web address needs converting to an IP address where the actual website itself is stored. And to do that conversion, your ISP, uh, which is the, the first point of contact, in broadly speaking, uh, for something like that, is the one that translates that, which means that even if your data is encrypted, the ISP still needs to know the website you visit in order to show you that website. Um so there have been over the last couple of years in particular uh more and more uh options for changing that on your home network which you can do without needing a VPN which could in some yeah. ways solve part of your concern Ian. um cloudflare for example has a service called 1111 yeah. which uh you on your computer you can if you know
1: how to you can manually change the dns well can I so, tell you what I'm doing at the moment, Chief? What, yes. How I run my network. So I've got a Raspberry Pi that runs um, Pi Hole, nice, which filters out adverts. Um, now, obviously, I can do that selectively. I could pick and choose what I want to have, but it's it's not. It's much less about adverts than it is about generally stopping nefarious things. I've got um, a couple of smart TVs in this house, and I find the sort of information that they're re- reported to send back to home uh, a bit much, frankly. Uh, I've I, uh, I've got an LG and a Samsung, and both of those companies have a bit of a an issue in terms of showing adverts on TVs you've bought for bought, which I find annoying. Um, but also, you know, they're very noisy. Samsung TVs in particular do a lot of chatting to <laughs> servers on the internet, so I, I I've I've opted to block that kind of activity on my network. Now I believe that there is a way to get um, either use the Raspberry Pi to to use the Cloudflare DNS in in the secure way you described. Because it's not, I don't think it's as quite as simple, simple as just using 1.1.1.1 is it It requires that you have a, a, there is a setup that's needed in order to maintain that security. Now, I believe that there's a way to do that on the Raspberry Pi because obviously what it's doing is it's intercepting all DNS requests and um, translating them for the, the network and it's able to then filter out things that you don't want it to do. So it should be possible for me to add that in. I will look into it and I will report Uh, If I'm successful in that quest, do that. um, I
0: mean, I I should say that I use Cloudflare's system on uh, on my computers. Uh, It's called Warp. Um, It's one 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 one. If you if you Google Warp Cloudflare one 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 one, you'll find it. There's links to um, to how to install that on computers and and things. And there are options to use a VPN with that, but. Uh, you don't have to use their VPN and it is free. So you can just use um, that if you want to. And it provides a little bit of extra protection. It's obvious, there are privacy advocates out there that would say that this is still not good enough and everyone should be using encrypted DNS and all this sort of thing. But as a kind of first step, and if you just wish to remove um, your ISP from certain aspects of knowing what you uh, are browsing online, then it's a decent... It is a decent first step um, rather than going down uh, any more heavy handed routes. But just going back to the main story here, um, I think that as I I believe that with the Investigatory Powers Act being passed in 2016, there is a there's a statute, isn't there, where they have to they have to talk about the effectiveness of this within five years or maybe five or six years, which basically suggests if I'm right and I'm going off script a bit here that there should be a review into how it's working this year and maybe we'll learn more about this test as a result of as a result of that Um, yes as I understand it and maybe if there's somebody listening who knows a little bit more about that can write in and and, and tell us and we can explain it on next week's show or a future episode but the fact that this has been going on for two years and is is shrouded in in secrecy doesn't win them any favors in my mind i believe
1: no i just i, th- I think you know it is it, like you say it's it's a, it's a secret project that's just not um it, it, it lacks any of the clarity that i would imagine is necessary for this kind of thing i i feel very i feel very angry that it's allowed to happen in the first place and that that we always knew that that investigatory powers bill was going to be a problem and i'm not surprised to see that it has raised its head again and i'm i am livid about it but i i am also tired so damn tired of you know people thinking it's okay to just do what they want with my data trust no one that's the that's the that's the thing trust no one it's a yeah very good point
0: everyone's a liar until proven otherwise that's my general view
1: in life and um in also instance. the opinion of dr gregory house from the popular and eponymous tv show house never seen it oh it's very good mate you should watch it i mean maybe not but you should it is good valuable insight there uh, I, I i'll i I'll speak to you later <laughs> about why you shouldn't but okay, you, yeah, yeah you should it's great
0: um, I do encourage anyone who's been intrigued by this story to go and read Wired's piece. Uh, it's Matt Burgess, I think, wrote uh, wrote it. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. There's a link in the MP3 description. And um, I will be keeping my eye on this so you can expect to hear more about this later in the year. Any thoughts, though, in the meantime? UK Tech Show at iCloud.com. you. <laughs> BBC wrote this week that Netflix is trialling a crackdown on password sharing. Some users have reported seeing a screen that says if you don't live with the owner of this account, you need your own account to keep watching. A spokesperson told the BBC that this test is designed to help ensure that people using Netflix accounts are authorised to do so. A decision has yet to be made as to whether the company will roll this out across its network, the BBC wrote. Now in the trial, users can verify they are allowed to access the account with a code which gets sent over text or email. And Netflix is trying to crack down on ineligible users in general, though it's not really been made clear I don't think how many people are using the platform against their term of service uh, which password sharing is uh, against and to be honest whether password sharing is reducing the company's ability to increase its its revenue anyway
1: and I know you yeah. have strong views on this Ian because you wrote about it as well I have indeed just written about it well I say just written about it I wrote it on Friday and published it today but yes um, I, I I think that Netflix is um, is going to find itself having problems here um and i think one of the reasons is that netflix is um is a it's an expensive service it's one of the more expensive services and i don't necessarily feel like it has as much content on it as others that have sort of come along later but rely on a big backlog of content for you know netflix is a company uh whereas most of the other streaming services that are appearing you know disney plus that's a two billion dollar um service whatever two billion is that right is it it's massive anyway um and you know, the, and it's backed by Disney. There's a huge amount of content and back catalogue and all that kind of stuff on there. And I think Netflix also. I think it, it's it's the business model of Netflix that really winds me up a bit, actually, because it's always been sold on you can watch this on four devices. So it kind of it's it's in, it's sort of suggested, isn't it? That yeah, sure. You know, obviously the ideal situation is that you're living with these people. But as I pointed out in my piece, the the modern family, to to use a Disney <laughs> IP, uh, is um is not like uh, a nuclear family. You know, there are stepchildren, there are step parents, there are people living in different houses. They are, you know, they're still all family, but they're, you know, they're, the 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 process is not like it used to be. You know, it's not as obvious that the children would be living with both parents when they may not be. Um, so, you know, it's it's one of those things where I th- feel like, you know, you're, you've got your Netflix subscription and, and you pick and choose who you want added to it. Now, maybe there should be some sort of limit on, you know, the number of distinct devices you could have, say, you know, so maybe you're you're picking four devices. That's a bit more how Sky does it, I think. So you could theoretically have a friend's device added, but you, that would be one device that you couldn't use. So you'd have to be very careful about it. And that might mean that you you can only ever have Netflix on one TV or something like that. Who knows how, how you solve this problem? But I, I feel like sort of targeting people in this way won't really solve anything. My biggest concern is, well, it's, it's not my biggest concern, but my my, my gut feeling is that sure if people are sharing netflix passwords then there's a really big chance they're also prepared to share an email address that has a you know the code in it that you can unlock the service for if if uh, if that prompt pops up so i just don't know i think what netflix is really doing is annoying people and it will have very little benefit for them aside from the fact that obviously they're going to be under huge pressure to continue increasing revenues, and they're going to struggle to do that as their subscriber numbers peak because there is obviously only a finite number of people in the world who are prepared to subscribe.
0: And there is a line in your story that I I thought was quite interesting that you wrote. On the flip side, there are some people who would struggle to pay Netflix's ever-increasing subscription fee. That means that cutting them off won't necessarily result in more subscription uh, subscriptions just fewer viewers and yeah. and i'd add a further caveat that if you've got three other people using netflix maybe you're less likely to want to cancel your own subscription because you're also yeah. going to be cutting off your mates
1: absolutely it's like a stickiness um, by in in that isn't I- there yeah, I completely agree with that. I think I think that's very true. Um, you know what? Because what because what I feel at the moment is, and this is something I, I, I think it's, it might we might even have discussed it on the show. I feel like the future for streaming services is actually possibly going to be people will subscribe to a different service every month, and they'll go through what they've got left to watch on Netflix, and they'll you know, they'll watch all of that in a month or two, then they'll cancel their Netflix subscription and then they'll pick up their Disney Plus subscription and then they'll watch what they want to watch on that for a couple of months, then they'll cancel that and they'll go to Amazon Prime or whatever. Because fundamentally, these companies are increasing a in number at an alarming rate and we're expected to front up 10 odd quid for each one. So by the time you've finished, you, you could be looking at a £100 bill a month if you want, you know, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, whatever the HBO, HBO Max, if that ever gets to the UK, uh, I mean, God forbid, you've got Sky Now or something like that as well. You know, that's another chunk of change. So it, it it gets very expensive, and I just don't. People just physically have a certain amount of money. They, I don't have an unlimited budget for things like streaming. I I just don't, and I feel like that w- what we're seeing is that it's almost the exact thing that Netflix was going to stop has now it is just over like the good thing about netflix was it wasn't a it wasn't a company that was part of the hollywood ecosystem it was a company that offered access to hollywood's product. so you know therefore it's it could be anything it could be a disney show or it could be a universal show or it could be a cbs show but now all those companies obviously want a piece of the pie and they want to have that guaranteed income from a subscription and so netflix is going to struggle increasingly it's going to have to increase its own um you know owned original content which is expensive which is possibly why this has become an issue again and it's also you know got to compete with companies that have millions of hours of archive TV I mean think about what Disney owns it not only does it own all of its Disney content it owns Pixar it owns Star Wars it owns ABC TV in America you know there there are so much content sitting in that that mouse house that Netflix can't ever hope to compete with it.
0: Um, Al in the chat room raises a point that I think a lot of people may uh, find themselves agreeing with as well because uh, Netflix has tiers. You know, there's not one yeah. plan like Disney+. Plus. There are tiers depending on whether you want multiple devices, whether you want 4K or not. And Al said that if they clamp down on this, then he'll reduce to a basic subscription because he doesn't have a 4K TV anyway. And the premium yeah. that he's paying is to be able to share with his sister. And yeah. so, yeah, if you if if you if you remove that ability, why maybe some people would drop down rather than cancel that right? But there's another thing I wanted to mention, which is the idea of being in a sort of like a syndicate, which I've heard quite a lot of people doing, which is where if you have you own a Netflix account and you let three friends have a profile on that Netflix account, each of those friends has is paying for, or maybe one is paying for Disney, another one is paying for, say, Now TV, and another one's paying for something else. Each of you has an account or a profile on each of those. So it means that you're only paying for one service each, but you've got access to all the services of your little syndicate Mm. circle. And I've, I've heard of several people doing this, and I'm sure other people
1: do as well. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, of course, because I suppose it gives you the option to have access to something you wouldn't otherwise be prepared to pay for in its entirety. Like, I, I took a Disney Plus subscription because I thought, oh, well, it's, you know, it's just about to be uh, to go up in price. And I'd I'd like to see some of the stuff in stars. There's some shows in there that I was interested in, um, you know, so I, I, I thought, well, all right, I'll do it for a year. But I think it's going to be a one year deal for me. I don't I don't think I'm going to carry on past that year. Uh, purely because i i just i don't think i'm going to be able to afford to spend that kind of money on it every year um and you know and i've 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 had netflix since it launched in the uk and i would not i wouldn't be thrilled about having to cancel it but i feel like i'm getting to the point now where netflix is increasingly not providing that much value to me i i feel like I get more out of Amazon Prime almost, although obviously, as we discussed, uh, I, I'm not sure if we discussed it in the show, but we certainly discussed it offline. Amazon adding ads in between episodes has really—we did, we did talk about it me.
0: last week, and I saw you'd written about it. <clears throat> I have I, indeed written about it. Yeah, um, and did, it's,
1: <laughs> go on. But I'd rather—I think I'd rather have ads, to be honest, than you know, to, the, than have the restriction on it. But of course, you know, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, all are much stricter on. The number of people that can view concurrently anyway netflix is the only company as far as i know that allows you to stream to more than one device at any one time
0: i yeah i don't know i feel i feel like others do but i have no evidence for that and i can't yeah, think of an example it,
1: it, it would have to be one we'd look into but it's it's quite complicated but yeah you know and, I, and, I, and again i often think well I'd, I'd quite like apple tv but i don't particularly feel like i can afford to spend yet another six quid a month on whatever whatever it's 4.99 a month on another service so just maybe buy wait another thousand year. pound iphone and you get it for free problem solved that is true and i mean you know my iphone is coming towards the end of its life now so that mm-hmm. that a decision does need to be made the battery is now kind of not doing so great and um this phone i would be difficult for me to replace the battery in it for complicated reasons um so um yeah i uh, i feel like um i I need yeah i I might end up buying a phone anyway and then i would get that nick
0: in our live chat says i share my microsoft 365 account with friends and family and my sister-in-law shares her netflix with me now i find that that's a really interesting use of subscription syndicate life isn't it I I, know, I I feel can, sorry
1: for the people that are just getting the Microsoft account out of it.
0: You can get you know, you can get the word processing and emails. Um but uh I'll I'm get gonna get the Netflix, Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Someone's getting a poor deal out of that, Nick, so you're very smart to uh How
1: much do you subscribe to, Nate? What what's on your current I pay roster? Pay
0: for Netflix, Disney Plus, um Apple TV. Yeah. Um and Amazon.
1: Are you a prime subscriber?
0: Amazon. I uh, I have uh, I have Andy's um, account. Ooh. I don't have my own for that. I use Andy's because there's never anything I want to watch on Amazon. Interesting. Um, because I don't you watch know, but... that much. Like, we no, watch, we're watching reruns of old Frasier at the moment because um, I'd never watched it all the way through. So you can only get that on iTunes. That doesn't seem to be on any streaming platform but, that I, uh, I
1: Well, that's because its rights are tied up um is it oh i can't remember who it is owns it is it peacock uh nbc universal it's very difficult to access here um and actually no it's paramount i think paramount plus so when paramount plus launches if it ever comes to the uk then they're talking about a a, a Fraser, um a new Fraser series yeah mike
0: in our live chat says he was expecting me to have all of them but um, we don't. We we just don't. I'm know. not.
1: I'm not surprised by that at all. I suspected you wouldn't have that many. Uh, are you are you getting much use out of your Apple TV um, subscription? Although I suspect you haven't paid for it, have you? Because you've bought an iPad. Exactly. It all. It it, it tends to come whenever I buy a new a new
0: thing. I tend to get. Uh, I tend to get it. Uh, get it bundled. But and I they do. keep
1: extending it as well.
0: I do have it signed up to renew at such a point that it, it, you know, any free trials that I have ex- expire naturally. But I, I don't honestly know if it's if it has. Um, I, I, do, I don't feel like I use it that much. I liked Dickinson. I'm looking for I like The Morning Show. I'm looking forward to um, what's that one? Uh, For all mankind.
1: Yeah, well, that's that. Yeah, so that's the one I was going to suggest, actually, because I've basically had a quick look. Because the good thing about Apple TV is that you can watch the first episode of things uh, free anyway. In fact, in some cases, it's two episodes. So you could get a real flavor for a, a show before even subscribing, which I found quite useful. I'll tell you what I'm waiting for, and I'm sure this will happen at some point, probably with
0: some big spending on Apple's part to do so. is imagine doing with movies and tv shows what it did with the itunes music store which is to say launch apple music and basically say for 10 pounds a month you can stream all this stuff instead of having to buy it the files are the same it works the same everything's the same it's just instead of pressing buy on each season of whatever you're actually instead pressing play
1: i mean here's the thing right if if apple wanted to do that i don't think they'd be able to do it for 10 quid a month no but i do think yeah. Well, I do think they could do it for 50 quid a month. And imagine that if you had access to all of the films and TV shows in the iTunes library for 50 quid a month. Because everything's well, you, on there. You everything's on there. You wouldn't need anything else. Um and it would be absolutely amazing. But I, I have a feeling that you know, I was watching um it was it was a Bloomberg thing, wasn't it? There was the um the streaming, they did a quick take, did a, a longer form uh look at Napster and all of the kind of stuff that you know, they had loads of interviews. It was really good. Um, and Apple sort of came along at the right point because that you know the music industry had been suffering a little bit at Napster, but it wasn't it wasn't desperate. Are you then, talking about the video that I made? I don't know if I I don't know if you did did you make this? One? I don't know is the honest answer to that question. I mean you're describing something that I did make. Well, if if you did make it, then the, you didn't tell me you made it, but I did watch... I It's like a three-part. Each part is oh, 20 minutes not. or something like that. Oh, no, I don't, um, I don't think that was mine then. I'll find the, I'll find the link now. I know you have done similar stuff before, but this was suggested to me on my YouTube play, and I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. And I watched a couple of episodes... Um, and it, there were 20 minutes each or something. And it, it was really good. But part of the th- thing was about how Apple, you know, picked a point where the music industry was really struggling and said, right, the answer to your problem is this. You'll sell songs for 99p mm. um, and you'll get lots of revenue from it because there's a huge demand for digital music. But by signing up to it, the music industry kind of wanted to capture that money from the, the Napster people, but obviously killed the album. In so doing, because I mean, there was yeah. no way, you know. I mean, obviously, people do still buy albums, but the numbers of people buying albums is is, is tiny now. Um, but I think that's got a lot to do with the quality of an album. I mean, there are some albums in your collection, I'm sure, Nate, that you would you couldn't just buy one song. It, it the whole you, the product is the the thing. You so say you'd want all of it, so it's more about how artists view creation. I think, and and some artists thrive in singles. I think. And some I, artists probably benefit more from albums.
0: I feel like we're getting off topic a bit, but you are right. Um, you're not wrong.
1: I just wanted to contextualise the fact that you're, you know Apple could do that, but I feel like the, uh, Hollywood is a bit too powerful and well, still it, it just, it doing okay. It. The difference is no, it doesn't that Hollywood need it. doesn't That's, need it. It's got is, yeah.
0: Netflix paying through the nose. It's selling South Park for $300 million or whatever the deals are. It's selling uh, The Office for hundreds of billions of dollars like
1: yes but here's my thing right so that's not sustainable netflix is operating at a massive loss it's another company that's funded by venture capital i don't think it is profitable yeah Yeah, is it it? yeah i thought they were a big i thought they had a significant amount of debt
0: they were they did they are Uh, they've cleared it have they they have well they still have debt but you they're still well
1: yeah i mean there's debt and there's debt isn't there but anyway you know but is it is it sustainable if you're going to operate in a like for like environment like could you could you do that and still create new shows and have everything you know operating at, in a way that people want to subscribe to it and the answer is it's going to become more and more difficult for them to do that because people are going to look at things like you know people like Shows they already like, so they're going to look at Disney Plus and they're going to go, "Oh, look, I really like Scrubs. I'll subscribe to that." Netflix is going to increasingly not have access to those archive shows because the companies are going to want to hoard that their own content for their own services, and that's going to create a, a much bigger problem for Netflix in the long run because it's going to be re- reliant on what it produces. Now, I'm there's lots of Netflix shows I really like. There's also a lot of Netflix shows that I'm like, this isn't really landing for me. Like, there are better things out there. So. You know, it's it's a thing. I think Amazon actually arguably does originals better than Netflix does. Uh, I certainly think they're a bit more um, deep.
0: Well, if you have a view on this, do let us know, of course, UK Show at iCloud.com. There are a number of issues to unpack. The sharing of passwords, how you manage passwords between services and perhaps between oh. friends and family. Would you pay £50 a month to access all of Apple's iTunes store content? well not for free but for for a flat rate unlimited I feel like I probably would Um, and I would probably cancel everything else in order to do so but uh, you may have different experiences and suggestions so do send them to us uktechshow at icloud.com You're used to hearing the smooth velvet sound of Nate's voice drizzled over your ears like a warm eardrum syrup Topped off with the freshly squeezed citrus tang of an Ian Morris opinion. Supporters of the show at patreon.com forward slash UK tech. Enjoy second helpings every week. So pull up a chair, find your nearest spoon and tuck into a sumptuous extra helping with no commitment. If you have any allergies,
1: please inform a waiter.
0: let's check in with our mailbag I had an interesting message come in from a regular listener tom not of merit lineage um but uh, but a tom nonetheless um who had a view on the adverts happening between shows and ahead of shows which we, we did briefly talk about last week and we briefly touched on it this week as well um but he said that adverts for other shows um before other shows does also happen on now tv here in the uk Uh so but he has a system which is um if he stops a show part way through then when he restarts it you don't get more ads so now tom says instead of watching shows start to finish i watch half of one and half of the next to avoid (laughs) seeing an ad between the two um inventive not sure that's going to work for absolutely everybody but um al in our live chat says there's no ads on now tv if you watch it through an apple tv box nice
1: so maybe there's a
0: way, maybe you need to get yourself an Apple TV, Tom. Um.
1: Or if they're serving their ads from a different platform, then you can easily ad block them. But yeah, it it uh, a lot like YouTube, for example, has started serving its ads off its own platform now. They're not using something like double click where you can easily tell it's an ad. And that's an ongoing problem. That's exactly what app, um, Amazon was doing as well. Like, it's, you, There's no way you can block those because they just appear to be content.
0: Well, thank you for the message, Tom. Anyone else can always send us feedback uh, to uktechshow at icloud.com. I think it's time we keep other people informed about things Tom Merritt's doing. Another Tom in our circle of love. Um, Let's check in and see what's been happening this week on DTNS. In the U.S., this week on Daily Tech News Show, a way to analyze encrypted data without decrypting. Nate Langson pops in to talk about the return of an in person Mobile World Congress, Line's plan for fact checking in Taiwan without having to spy on all your messages, a major security breach from a security camera provider, why a non fungible token of digital art sold for $69 million at Christie's, and Allison Sheridan reports from the CSUN Assistive Technology Conference. All that and much more at dailytechnewshow.com he's not wrong I was on the show this week talking about Mobile World Congress fantastic so if you want to hear what I just said but in a different context and with different replies you can go and listen to DTNS it was actually different a different topic we, we picked up different things to focus on but uh, yeah if you want the complete collection of my views um, then that's how thank you Tom um, Ian I think that's about it for this week I have nothing more to say to you so shall um, we just finish yeah.
1: the show let's do that
0: good Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Thanks, Ian. Thanks, patrons, for sticking with us for another week. You are beautiful, and we love you. And we will see you in seven days' time, I believe. Yes. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.